kingdom of God inside of us to really serve others. That's why Jesus, when he told his disciples, now listen, I know you guys are arguing and fighting about who's going to be the greatest. He said, but it's not about who's going to be the greatest. He said, if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom, in order for you to be great and you want to be a reflection of me and you want to be successful and awesome, you have to serve. You can't be like the world. The world says step on other people, man, when you get ahead. You have a few extra dollars, treat people bad. He said, but not you. You're going to be different. You're going to be game changers. You're going to be world changers. But the way you're going to do it is you're going to serve the other person. That's really the essence and the foundation of the kingdom of God. You have to serve the other. That's why I think marriage is such a beautiful thing because you get to serve the other person. And I don't care who you are, whenever you serve someone and you treat them well and you really treat them well, I promise you, man, God going to make it work for you. You just do God's will and watch God work for you because we are ambassadors for the king. And if we are ambassadors for the king, we are representing him and not ourselves. So he has to take care of any ally. We have to do what we have to do. So that's important. So please don't forget that. The kingdom rises and falls on you. I want you to understand that the kingdom of God rises and falls on you. It's on you and your commitment, man, to serving God's kingdom. That's why I say what I say about the presidency. It ain't got nothing to do with that. It rises and falls on you. If you don't believe it, thousands and millions of people voted and changed the whole democracy. It's because of people. Everything rise and fall on you. Your family rise and fall on you. The kingdom is inside of you. And the more you serve, the greater you become. The more you serve, the greater you become. And the evidence, when you serve someone and you treat them well, I promise you, they can talk about you all over the world, but the person that you serve is always going to come by your side. They're going to be there. I promise you. They may not do it sometime in your face, but when you're back, I remember my, I'm reminded so much of my brother, and I loved him so much, and he, was, he talked about me like a dog in front of my face. But behind my back, he was fighting people, saying how great his brother was. Because I always loved him and treated him like that. And that's important to understand. Now, here's the big question. How, now we're talking about justice, and understand justice. Because God is about justice. Here's what he says. Well, here's the big question. How is, it, how is true sacrificial love expressed among people who are broken in the world? How is true sacrificial love expressed in people that's broken in the world? So now I want you to think about that question uh, as we talk about justice and we talk about our gifts and we talk about service and we talk about when somebody in our family is broken. And it seems like their back is against the wall and they've been beat down so much. How is God's true love really manifested? When true love intersects broken lives, I want you to think about this. Whenever true love intersects broken lives, here's what happened. The disciples stand up for justice. Whenever true love intersects broken lives, the disciples of Christ always stand up for justice. They always know that I don't care what is going on, because remember, God is in 
everybody. Remember that. Everyone was created in his image. And there are going to be broken people in the world. There are going to be people people take advantage of. But God was angry with the children of Israel when he had blessed them so much. And then they took their blessing and their riches and their influence and their power and they held other people down. There, and so, so God had an issue with that, right? And so whenever you deal with biblical uh, poor people, and he talked about the poor, it's always how do you deal with people that's oppressed, all right? How you deal with people in a situation of poverty, right? How you deal with people, man, that was in a situation and something happened and they lost a loved one and they was doing well and all of a sudden they became poor, right? What do you deal with it? How do you deal with people who's done nothing wrong and the justice system holds them down or somebody take advantage of them, man, because they have the power and their friend wanted a job or a promotion even though they didn't deserve it, so you stepped on someone else to get somewhere else. God says, I put you in place to make sure that does not happen. I don't care what the system is doing. I put you in that place, man, so you can make a difference. There's a uh, there's two passages of scripture that I want to read. Uh, one is in Isaiah 58, verses 6 and 7. And I want you to hear this. Because the children of Israel was very religious. They were so saved and had this great Onika. They, they, they were holier than thou, and they thought they were so good. They were giving their offerings, and they were coming to church. They were praying. They were fasting and all that. And they thought they were, they thought God was hearing them. They thought, man, because they came to church and because they gave some offering and because they were praying all the time, and all, they thought God was hearing them, all right? But here's what God said in Isaiah 57, 58, verse 6 and 7. He said, listen, I'm not listening to your fast. He said, they said, because they was asking the question, God, why is it that we fast and you don't hear us? Why why is it? Here's what he said. He said, no, this is the kind of fast that I want. Free those who are wrongly in prison. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. He said, now, now, now listen to what he's saying. He's talking to people who have been praying to him, some of them seven times a day, who've been giving their offering, making sacrifices. God says, listen, I don't want to hear all of that because your heart, you serve me in front of people but your heart is really far from me. He said, because I know your heart. He says, and if you really, really want to stand up for righteousness, serve the people, right? Now, uh, to make it make sense, uh, we have to go to the New Testament when Jesus, God himself in the flesh, has a conversation. And the conversation is dealing with sheep and goat. And here's the session. Here we go. Matthew chapter 25 Verses 31 through 40. All right, now you got to find yourself in this. Here's what he says. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, this is Jesus explained to them. He says, all the angels with him, 
Then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence. And he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goat. Now the question is, are you a goat or are you a sheep? All right. He says he will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the, now, now keep this in mind. He's going to place the sheep at his right and the goats at his left. Wow. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. He said, I prepared a kingdom for you and I gave you my spirit, right? And I want you to serve the people. He said, I told you that and I prepared this man before you ever put foot on the ground. I had already prepared it. He said, now watch this here. For I was hungry, for I was hungry, I want you to hear that. Listen to what Jesus is saying. For I was hungry, and you fed me. He talked to the righteous people. For I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. Now, now keep in mind, he says, I was. I was. He says, I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. Now, he's talking to the sheep on the right side, right? He ain't talking to the goats yet. He says, I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Whoa. Now, here's what Jesus is saying. Man, he keep on saying, I was. He said, he's going to come back. He says, I was there. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. He said, then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? He said, the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to the one of the least of these my brethren and sisters, you were doing it to me. Now, now I want you to think about that. Here we are, we have the people out there, man, all these people are homeless, they don't have no food, they don't have nowhere to stay, they're strangers. But Jesus said, I was inside of them. Those are the people that we say ain't saved. We don't want to deal with them because they're not saved. Right? They ain't no good. They ain't nothing but a drug addict. They're alcoholic. The only reason you're not an alcoholic, the only reason you're not a drug addict, the only reason you're not a prostitute, the only reason you're not a whore, the only reason you're not fat for real, is because God didn't allow you to get addicted. Because you did it. When you took that drink, you could have became an alcoholic. When you smoked that first joint, man, you could have became addicted. When you took that first pill, you could have got addicted. When you had surgery and the doctor gave you some medicine, it could have addicted you for the rest of your life. So when you look at somebody and you think they're nothing, and you look down on them, 
and you have the resources to help them, but you look down on them and you have the audacity to tell them, audacity to tell them, you need to pull yourself up. You need to get it together. I'm not giving you nothing. Just remember it could have been you. It's only God's grace. And listen, I, I, I want you to understand something. I'm watching this series, man, the have and have nots. And, uh, and it's the, son, the young son named Wyatt is it's, it's from this rich family. This series just got me mesmerized, right? This, son, this young son who's extremely wealthy, his mama worth $250 million. He just shot his dad in the series. He killed his dad, said, I hate you, I want to kill you. And, and, and his whole life, he has everything, but he's strung out on drugs. It does not matter how much money you have. It doesn't, the devil doesn't care how much money you have. He doesn't care. All he wanted, I was listening, to, I got up this morning, and I'm listening to my YouTube, and I started listening to Whitney Houston. And I kept listening to Whitney Houston, and I just, I just listened to one video, because I'm a big Whitney Houston fan, one video after another video, after another one. And almost tears came in my eyes to think of this young mega star who sold more recording artists than any female artist in the history died of a drug overdose. The devil tricked her into thinking that she needed some drugs to keep going. And he stole her life. Why am I saying this? Because we have a responsibility. God has blessed us to be his representative in the kingdom. Justice is doing what's right by the people with the resources that you have. Every one of us is going to encounter someone that has less than what we have. I don't care if we don't have much. They're going to have less than we have, and we're going to have what they need, and we're going to have to make a decision whether we're going to use our resources to help them. And when those paths cross, when those paths intersect, we have to find out, man, are we kingdom-minded or are we not? God is going to put you in a situation where you have to represent him or you get to represent Satan. The only way the world becomes better, the only way this, your situation, your community become better, the only way your workforce become better, the only way your family becomes better if you decide in your heart and be intentional in your heart that I'm going to be kingdom-minded and I'm going to, watch this here, the Holy Spirit that God has given me to do right, I'm going to use it on behalf of the kingdom and serve the people that God has gifted me to serve. You know, it's funny because uh, uh, Brian Wheeler's here today. So, so nice to see you, Brian. I remember when I planned the church, and we planned the church, we were trying to get a system. And, and I got the system. I knew nothing about the system. And I called Brian Wheeler up. I said, Brian. Man, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, Brian's one of the best of the best. You know, he uh, does all the technology for Grand Haven Public School. He says, man, I'll be right over there. Not only did he come, he came to my house. Not only did he come to my house, he also brought me a computer. He made sure I had everything I needed to run the church. He said, if you need anything, man, just call me. If anything's happening, I'll be right there. And I said, how much I owe you? He said, what? He said, God gifted me to do this.
And here's the thing. I promise you, I don't have to talk to him. His wife, his wife would say, I promise you, man, they're not hungry. They're not struggling because whenever you serve, man, God, God never, ever lets you lack. He's going to always make sure you're taken care of. Whenever you serve God's people, man, God is going to always make sure you're taken care of. And the gifts he gave you, I don't care what gift you think it is, that little gift he gave you is really for you to use to edify somebody else. That's why he gave It may not be much, but that little bitty gift is big to someone else because they don't have it. And, 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 and it's important for us to understand that. And, and here it is. The justice, whenever he dealt with justice and poor, poor people and righteousness always went hand in hand, right? And whenever that was in the system, you read the Bible and you talk about, the, you talk about righteousness and you talk about poor, it's because people that have always want to take advantage of people that don't have because that's the mind of Satan. Well, God says, I gave you my spirit. And I did not give you my spirit for you. I gave you my spirit, man, to be a reflection of me. He said, listen to me. He said, I want you to replicate the kingdom. That's why Jesus was very intentional when he told his disciples, come here. Come over here. And he took off his outer garment, took a towel, wrapped it around himself, got down on his knees as the king of kings, and started to wash the feet of the apostles. He said, this is important to you because I want to give you a visual image that you would never, ever forget. He says, now what? And then he goes to glory afterwards. And here's what he shows him. Serving God's people gets God's attention. Whenever you serve God's people, then you get his attention. The king only works through you. He gave the earth to us. And he gave the earth to us, man, so we can reflect him. Now, I don't know who is out there that you get to make a decision on somebody's life, whether it's your child, whether it's a co-worker, whatever it is. Make sure whatever you do right, whatever you, whatever you ha- whatever happens, whatever's inside of you, man, do whatever you can. Use every resource at your disposal. Whatever you have, man, to make sure that person gets the best. Those teachers that's out there in education, these kids are challenged, man, with this online learning. Don't you get frustrated, man. God has gifted you as a teacher. Do whatever you can to make sure every kid got everything they can get. And here's the thing. You're going to get tired. It's going to be frustrating. But God gifted you for that. It's going to take us. Satan wants us to put our foot on people's throat and just walk to the top. Jesus wants us to get up under them and lift them up. And here's the beauty as I wrap this thing up. As you lift others up, you go up. As you serve, as I serve you, as, you, as I serve you and you elevate, it also elevates me as well. You never go, you always go down to go up. Don't use your power of influence to harm other people. That's why I played that song. I want you to think about why God gave you that person in your life. 
But also we need to think, a lot of us, man, we are where we are because of the people we serve. God has put us in a position, and then you can look at it, it's because of you that I am what I am. It's because of you I am what I am. Sheila, thank you. I'm so glad you're here today. I, I tell people all the time about, I was an athletic director for Muskegon Public Schools, and I was brand new. I didn't know anything. And then God put Sheila Brown in my life, and, and, and I didn't realize that she was OCD to the 10th power. But it was such a gift because she organized my entire office. And it was, and I mean, everything. I would forget the schedules, and when I forget her, she had already had it put in. She never, ever, ever, ever let me look bad. You know, and, and I always accredited to walking in righteousness and serving the people. Always want to serve the people. God said, if you serve them, I'm going to put people around you to help serve you. He's because we're going to do this thing in the kingdom. I want to wrap this up with this. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Love is God in action. And the only way you can really express who God is, there's only only one way to do it, is you have to serve people. The only way you can truly show that God is real and that you're one of his disciples is when love intersects brokenness, you become a strong disciple of righteousness. So I beg you with everything inside of me to please love like Christ told us to love. Love like God loved you. He did not give you his Holy Spirit for nothing. He did not give you that job for nothing. He did not put you in that family for nothing. He didn't give you that wife for nothing. He didn't give you that husband for nothing. He gave them to you. I tell Ardina, I said, Ardina, you're the greatest gift other than the Holy Spirit, man, God ever gave me in my life. And I love my children. She's the greatest gift that God ever gave me. And I am what I am, man, because of the gift. Because it's almost like God just handpicked her and said, I'm going to give her to you. I tell you, God put everybody in your life just for you. Everybody in your sphere of influence is just for you. And this is my this is my servant story as I wrap up. And remember this. I was at home eating dinner with a group of eight people at my house. And as I was eating dinner, uh, didn't mind, we ate dinner, we had a lot of fun, packed up the stuff, went home. All of a sudden, man, a week or two later, I got a phone call from a guy by the name of Josh Rassler. And Josh said, hey, hey, Art, hey, Pastor. They call me Pastor Art. You know, in, in the white church, they call you Pastor Art, your first name. In the black church, they call you Pastor Durin, right? right? He said, hey, Pastor Art. I said, he said, man, I want to come over to your house, man, and clean your gutters. Well, my house is, everybody know my house, man. I, I got this three-story house, man, and I've been begging people around trying to figure out, man, how much is it going to cost? I said, come on. He said, you don't even have to be at home. All of a sudden, man, he came over to my house one Saturday morning and he cleaned my entire gutters. And then I wanted to pay him. 
I really, I wanted to pay him. I just, I wanted to pay him. And he wouldn't even let me give him a dime. He refused to do it. He said, now here's what he told me. He said, man, I used to do roofers out in the He said, I like doing this kind of stuff. I, was, I said, really? Isn't it amazing when God gives you a gift to do something, you do it because you love people. And watch this here. And you never outdo God. Because of it, he never lacks, nor does his family. You can never outserve God. Whenever you use your gifts to serve God and do things with God, man, God always blesses you the more. Amen? Everybody stand to your feet. Get a Lord a hand clap. There's somebody out there who want to make a decision today to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. And you want to really represent the kingdom. And you want to give your life to him. And you want to be that person that serve and use your gift to help other people that God has put in your sphere of influence. Let us bow our heads because I want to pray for those people. If you're out there on Facebook, I want you to think about everything I said. I want you to think about every opportunity you have to really be a reflection of Christ. Really be God's servant. Not talk about it, but really be about it. Dear Lord, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for trusting us so much with your spirit that you believe that we will use it to help improve the quality of other people's lives. Thank you so much for always reminding us that it's you that blessed us with everything we have. And it's you that gave us command to serve one another. And we thank you for every resource you made available for us. Thank you for every person you put in our sphere of influence. And we pray in the name of Jesus that we have a mind and a desire to continue to serve, love your people, impact the world in such a powerful way. And we thank you and we praise you and we magnify you. We want to accept you into our life as our Lord and Savior and be the Lord of our life so we can move forward to make this place a better place. Give us that desire to love you like you love us and you gave your life for us. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself today. And, and I'm so blessed to be back home. I appreciate you all so very much. Um, if you guys want to be a blessing in the ministry, uh, you can give on Giveify or go online and give or uh, on your way out. They may have a bucket or something on the way as you drive out, whatever. However you want, if you want to be a blessing, fine. If you don't, that's fine. Whatever we do, we do for the kingdom. And we, we appreciate you. We can only do what you guys bless us to do. And you guys have been such a blessing to the kingdom. God bless you. I, I promise you we will not be outside if it's cold. But if it's warm like it is, we will be outside next week. All right? Because of the virus is starting to rise. Be safe. Wear your mask. Please be safe. Social distance. God bless you all. You all have an awesome, magnificent, wonderful Sunday. God bless you.